special guest tonight. Uh, we're really lucky to get this guy. Uh, he is a, a podcast legend around here. Uh, <laughs> legend, a, yeah. a radio, radio legend as well. Uh, 20 years going back to uh, starting at CFOX uh, and about six, seven years now in the podcasting world. Uh, really excited to welcome in Todd Hancock uh, from the Toddcast podcast. Uh, welcome. Thanks for joining me. Right on, Darren. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, uh, I miss hearing your pipes on the radio. Uh, I listened to you five days a week for like 14 years and all of a sudden you were gone. And, I know. Uh, and they never gave me a chance color. to say goodbye. And so many of my friends for like months after I got let go there, I was getting text messages saying like, dude, you have like the longest summer break known to man. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's, I got let go. So oh, it was man. like, it took months and months for people to even realize I wasn't there anymore. Wow. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's the brutal side of radio. I worked in radio, uh, television and, and media and, uh, you know, boom, all of a sudden they just walk in and they just say, see you yep. later. They don't give you any warning. We saw it recently with 1040 and yes. uh, all of a sudden that station just went to comedy and didn't give anybody a, an opportunity to say goodbye or anything. It was really rough. It's just odd too, because especially considering that they were actually doing better in the ratings than the other sports station, 650. So it's not like that they were, you know, struggling to get ratings and get uh, revenue from a rate card. Mm. It, it, like you said, it's just, that's just radio. Like th that was the first time for me in, in almost 20 years that I got fired from a radio job, but that's just the, that's just the job, you know? And now, of course, I can look back and go like, okay, cool. Well, now I've, I will take my life today more than I would have ever at CFOX. You know, now I've got the podcast. I, I can interview anybody I want. I can do anything I want. I've got a ton of sponsors because of the Toddcast, BCIT, Radio Arts, the radio course there. You know, they asked me to, to be an instructor there. And it's not because of my time at CFOX. It was because of doing the podcast and, and the springboarding from that, right? So um who would have thought that losing the afternoon show at Fox would have been a good career move but it it is and it was well i'm so glad that you had that severance pay and then yes. you had that opportunity to sort of take some time off be with the family and then you know talk to some people and you know i heard you you spoke to a couple people and they sort of suggested the podcasting world and back then podcasting wasn't a big thing it was sort of an unknown world uh you were, um, you know, you were convinced that, hey, uh, I could probably pull this off and you have. Yeah, I mean, that was, a, like you said, the severance was was a was a godsend, right? Because it was one of those like, holy crap, if I didn't have that, I'm, I probably would be in like Lethbridge or Kamloops or or something, right? But because of the time that I had at Fox, you know, almost 15 years, I was there from 99 to 2014. Mm -hmm. um, and because of that, and because I was smart enough, when I initially got the job there, I wrote it in the contract severance pay and it was more than what the government is mandated and all that right so i had almost a full year to kind of like you say you know i took time off and at the at that time i had like two little kids i had a four-year-old and i had a two-year-old who are now 11 and eight it's crazy um but yeah so i took the summer off and and i really didn't do anything i, I didn't kick the dirt i wasn't looking for a job i got offered a few jobs uh in the industry and i said no to all of them i just I just wasn't interested in getting back into the game right away. Yeah. 
but then like you say i had enough friends that were like do you really need to go back to radio could, could you do you know a podcast and get somebody to sponsor you as opposed to sponsoring the station and the trickle down will be of course to you and everybody else okay. so long story short unless you want it long long story short uh, i i knew enough owners and gms and and what have you of businesses in town whether it's a beer company or strip clubs or whatever like nightclubs or anything right so i just reached out to all of them and 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 yeah they they were all super supportive um i got on right away the hard rock casino vancouver was my title sponsor so toddcast brought to you by the hard rock uh, and because of that, it was like, boom, as soon as I got those guys on, it was just shooting fish in a barrel at that point. It was like, talk to Donnelly Group, talk to the Granville Entertainment, talk to Red Truck Beer and um, Milano Coffee and, and all these companies. And they were all on board. And, you know, I want to jinx myself, but the majority of the sponsors, even from seven years ago, are still sponsoring me today. Wow. Yeah, that's really great. Um yeah, the, you know, most DJs, uh, they're going to look for opportunities at other rock radio stations uh, that have been there. Oh, sure. Uh, I'm, really, I'm, I'm really glad that you knew that you had an opportunity here because you had made a lot of uh, friends in the industry and you had, uh, you had hosted a lot of CD release parties. You had, you know, went to the Roxy and the, the Seeds and you had been at so many of these places and got to know the, the GMs and the managers and the owners and stuff. So uh, you could reach out and say, you know, Hey, I a hundred dollars a week. Can you afford to do that advertising with me? Uh, you right. know, that's, that's really unique and great that you had that opportunity. No, for, for, yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, the majority of the people that I knew in radio, um, you know, at the time they were just expecting me to go back to being mornings or afternoons at a station and, who wherever and just continue to do what i know uh, but again that severance gave me enough time to really research podcasting and and kind of dig in and and find if there was a way for me to do that as opposed to and uh yeah it's been a pretty crazy ride i gotta admit like the first couple of years were very dicey um you know, I lost that title sponsorship within the first four months. They jumped on for four months and then they jumped off right away. Wow. So suddenly, you know, I was making big money from the, from the hard rock out of the gate. And to lose that, I was like, oh man, maybe I, maybe I'm, maybe I should just go back to being that afternoon guy to, at a rock station in Kelowna. Like, um, but you know, I just put my head down and persevered and, and, and just, you know, sent out a bunch of emails and I went for coffees and business lunches and golfing and, and all that shit. And I, I just, I, I, you know, I just didn't take no for an answer basically. Nice. Um, well, I, I, I bet you, you kind of hate that part of the business though. Uh, so that must've been a little bit challenging, but I guess, you know, you're just being social. You're just sort of connecting with people and, and say hey, which part, like the sales part. Yeah. Do you hate yeah, that? It's, it's not that I hate it. It's just, it's not, you know, it's just, you know, spare a little change. You feel like you're almost busking, right? You know, like even though I do, I do offer a pretty good service. Like, you know, you'll reach a bunch of people and you'll be tied to a bunch of really cool band names and sports figures and entertainers and stuff like that. And, um, you know, even though I do offer a, a product, it still kind of feels that way. Like I wish that I had 
somebody to do the sales part of the podcast, as opposed to me banging down doors all the time. But it's not that I hate it. It's just something that I was very unfamiliar with. And at this point now, seven years in, bring it. Awesome. <laughs> now I'm just like, now it's this, now I've, I'm totally comfortable with it. Um, still feels weird to ask people for money though. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things I, I think that gave you a really big leg up was that you booked a lot of your bands, didn't you? The ones that you were going to do interviews with, you booked a lot of those people. So you already had some connections to the management companies. The oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Like you mean for Fox? Yeah. I mean, I probably right. booked, um, well, cause I did the rock report, right? So it was the music news, the interview, uh, channel on on c fox so i i wanted to be that person booking the bands like i wanted to have that hands-on with the the record label or the the tracker or whoever um so that i you know and so i wouldn't have to have a middleman i wouldn't have to like hey promotions department can you please call that person i just wanted to i just wanted to be able to to do it and yeah thankfully because of that you know seven years in dude like there's i never ever ever stress about getting a music guest on and all of my music guests are big artists yeah uh and that's because of working at c fox it's tricky because i have three guests a week on the podcast it's trickier for me to get really good sporting guests i i, I just don't know that i don't know that world as well as i know music same thing for entertainment right but that's just you know, be, you'll be surprised at how many people will say yes to an interview uh, just with a tweet. Hey, man, I'm a fan of your, you know, what your work. Any chance you can give me 15, 20 minutes of your time? Yeah. I would say probably 70% of the time I, I get a yes. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, but the music part, yeah, you're right. Like, thankfully, I was the person booking probably 90% of this the bands you heard on my show and on the rock report it was it was me booking them so thankfully i did that yeah you're right yeah well i'm i'm, I'm thankful too because you were a guy that interviewed all of my favorite artists you were able to bring on so many of the artists that i wished i could be talking to well. <laughs> which which guys did you uh well i just absolutely always loved uh foo fighters you know yeah. uh huge band i mean you you have uh, you know, you have so many, you were able to just reach and, and just talk to all the bands that were coming through town, were releasing albums. It was just always just such a treat to listen to that rock report or, or the afternoon show. Cause I knew I was going to hear you talk to somebody that I, you know, really liked. And I really wanted to hear the insight yeah. you were able to get. Yeah, I was, I was pretty lucky in, in that regard. Like my kids, you know, now, now that they're getting into music themselves, like, you know, uh, I'll show pictures of like, you know, Kings of Leon and like Zach Wilde and, and you know, Foo Fighters and Chili Peppers and, and all this. And, and they're just blown away that their dad used to be that person. Right. Uh, yeah, super. Um, you know, I look back at my time in radio. I'm certainly not bitter at all. Like, like I said, you know, I'll take my life today before I would as a radio guy. Uh, you know, I get summers off from from bcit i couldn't take more than a week off at a time when i was at c fox right. um so yeah i was cer certainly like like literally name a rock band in the 2000s 2010s uh and chances are i probably talked to somebody from that band 
Linkin yeah. Park and like big bands, right? Megadeth, Metallica, you know, emceed Metallica in the round at, 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 well, I was going to say Rogers Arena at the time it was GM place, yeah. but like, you know, my legs are fucking, sh- sorry. Uh, my legs are shaking. You know, it's, it's cr- like Metallica is one of my favorite bands of all time. And here I'm introducing them in a 20,000 seat arena. It's just mind blowing stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, uh, that reminds me, uh, I had a conversation with a gentleman. Do you, do you know Lyle Chasse? Oh, of course, yeah. yeah, yeah good buddies. Lyle. Yeah. Yeah, well, he uh, he told me 25 years ago, maybe, that his ultimate dream was to produce a Metallica concert. Right. And I'm like, wow, that's fantastic. I hope you get to do that. And a few years later, I get a call. I'm going down to uh, Thunderbird Stadium, and he's producing the Metallica show down there. And it was like, Amazing. You know, hey, we, we we sat there, had a beer, and you told me this is what you want to do, and you've done it. This is phenomenal. And yeah, yeah, so, yeah Lyle, Lyle's a good guy. Now, now, for people that don't know Lyle beyond that story, uh, Lyle used to, if you remember the power drive, I think it was called, right? On mm-hmm. on C Fox back in the day was Rob and Lyle. Well, that was the Lyle that that Darren was talking about. He's uh he's groundbreaking. Um, he's a really good guy, he's a solid solid guy um you know they were interviewing bands that that like weren't even getting a sniff at c fox at the time like metallica i think they, this is back in like the early the 90s so um early 90s yeah early early 90s and it would be like tool and like you know they were just they were i mean they were they were doing stuff that was unheard of yeah uh in canadian radio yeah i mean lyle's a, a freaking legend oh yeah he is a legend yeah yeah yes. great guy yeah speaking of that um uh you must miss so much of the camaraderie that you had at the station though you had a you know co-host uh karen k uh, was with oh you yeah years. you know you must miss that part of it because podcasting you're at home you know yeah. you're by yourself you, you get to you know do these zoom calls and that but uh do you miss a lot of those people I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, of course it'd be, yeah, I, I miss them, but, um, you know, Karen was off the show for probably four years after I, when I got let go, cause she got, she got moved to the morning show without any word. Like they weren't like, Hey, do you guys, are you cool with going to the mornings? It was like, Karen's going to the mornings. You're doing afternoons on your own. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's the way it is. Yeah, yeah man. I'm, you know, I, I miss, I miss, uh, I miss those guys. Sure. But you know who I miss more? I miss the listeners more. I miss the people that would call up every single day. Uh, you know, and there was like probably 15, 20, 30 people every day would be call up and like, you'd start to recognize their voice. Hey, what's going on, Dave? Right on. Good to hear from you. Like, you know, there's going to be Larry's calling up with a crazy Canuck story. You know, that's the stuff I miss. Like nothing against, you know, O'Neill and, and Karen Kay and Scotty and all those guys. Like, sure. I miss seeing them. They're, they're, I mean, they're family forever. But I miss the listeners more than I miss the DJs by a landslide. It's not even close. Yeah. Well, I can imagine. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, you know, that it was a following, uh, you know, like I said, I listened to it five days a week and, you know, I, I all of a sudden just boom, you're out of our lives. And it was, it was tough. It was hard. Uh, you know, it, you, you get used to someone, you, you, you love what they do. And uh, all of a sudden the radio station, decides to change course like that it was shocking because you know i always felt like you were sort of number one in the 
Oh, I was yeah, killing, dude. Slot, I was know? killing everybody in the afternoons. It wasn't a matter of performance. I just was making way too much money, too much money because man. prior to doing the afternoon show, I was doing the morning show with Jeff, right? Jeff and, and Biff Naked. So I was making pretty good money doing the morning show. And when I got moved to the afternoons, they didn't really kill my wage that much. Like they did cut probably 20, 30% off, but that's, I was still making a lot of money. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's why, I mean, ultimately I got let go because I just was making too much money. Yeah. And yeah, I can understand where you're coming from. Like, dude, I was, I did the afternoon show from, you know, 2002 to 2014, like 12, 12 years, you hear the same guy. <laughs> so I, I totally get it. It was, yeah. it's a shame. Like that, that's probably the only thing I didn't like about my time at Fox was how it ended. Like, just give me a day to wrap it up. Yeah. But they knew they couldn't do that because that would be bad for them. Bad business to let to let their listener know that their long time afternoon guy's gone. They would never have done that. So yeah. that's why I wasn't given the chance because it's that would be bad business for them. I also think that they're worried about somebody going postal. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we we both went to BCIT. Uh, I think you. Uh, oh. Graduated a few years before I did. Uh, what a great, um, what a great tool to get uh, use some knowledge and some ability to connect with the people out there. Uh, I went on a broadcasting tour. That's part of that whole package. And we went to all these little towns around BC, and I was shocked at how little money all of these stations had. And I thought, do I want to be at a station like that? Uh, when they're pinching every penny, they're trying to make you do three or four jobs. And it was, uh, it just it didn't appeal to me. Uh, how was your experience when you went to these small towns <laughs> and, and did radio there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my first job was in Smithers. Okay. Uh, like what? 5,000, 7,000, you know, it's small, small under 10,000 for sure. Even still today. And of course I went there in like 97. So, you know, right. 25 years ago. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was what I wanted to do, right? I, I wanted to be that person on the air. I wanted to entertain people and hear music and like MC shows. Well, I didn't get to do any of that shit in Smithers, but, uh, but I wasn't there very long, like maybe three months. And I had a really bad experience because the GM didn't like me and he made me toe the line. Um, but within the same company at the, at the time, it was a company called Caribou Central Interior Radio, CCIR. Okay. Uh, and their flagship was a was the stations in in Prince George. Well, the the evening show at the Rock Station came open, and Smithers was more like a, all over the map. Like it would play three days or three uh, uh, Third Eye Blind into like Gordon Lightfoot, <laughs> crazy stuff, right? Wow. So when the when the evening show came open. Um, you know, I begged and pleaded and kicked and screamed and I got that job and all the stuff I was getting in trouble for in Smithers. Suddenly I'm getting pats on the back in the hallway in Prince George, like nice break. I heard you just do that. Keep pushing buttons, get people talking and engage your audience, blah, blah, blah. So uh, hated Smithers, loved the town, hated the job only because the boss was the GM was such a he wasn't a nice guy at all. Uh, but once I got to Prince George, man, it was fun from the get go. It was one of those like without without Prince George, without Gary Russell and Darren Coogan, my my first two PDs there, 
I probably wouldn't have made it to Vancouver because they were very like, try stuff, like wipe out on the air, pick yourself up, dust off and like, and go again. Right. So um, yeah, I got nothing but great things to say about small towns and like, yeah, sure. I wasn't making very good money, dude. It was dog food. Like I was, you know, Ichiban and like KD that, that, that those were the choices. Right. But, um, but I had the best job in the city. Yeah. I made shit wages, but once I got to see Fox strap a rocket on your back, once you get to major market, man, holy crap. If your mornings are drive, they'll, they'll, they'll pay you. Yeah. That's really great. But yeah, man, I, I, I got nothing but great things. It's like that. I still today, I mean, uh, yeah, now I'm a, now I'm one of the instructors at BCIT's radio course. Right. And, okay. and I always preach to the students, like, get out to small market, cut your teeth, make mistakes, um, make the crazy garbage wage that you have to take another part-time job to squeak by. But all that stuff, it just is going to make you better. So yeah, uh, yeah, I have nothing but good things to say about small markets for sure. So was CFOX your ultimate goal? Yeah. That that yeah, C Fox yeah. was your goal. Did you have any goals uh, set past that, or was that was that sort of where you thought that was the? No, that was the pinnacle for me. Like once I got to C Fox and I was there for a few years, I thought like, you know, well maybe I should try to get a job in like a bigger U.S. market. Maybe I should try to get a job in L.A. Mm. Um, you know, and Karen and I sent out a few packages and tried to. And, and tried to make that happen it, and it just didn't. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, that was my, it's funny you say that. Cause I just found uh, with another instructor at BCIT, we're going through old boxes and stuff and kind of, you know, recycling and, and getting rid of old stuff. And we came across one of those like yearbooks of a radio, wow. the radio yearbook. And sure enough, they, we find mine and I, I'm just such a little kid. Right. And it's like a punk kid. You know, they're like, what's your goals, short-term, long-term? My short-term goal was like, just to get in the industry. Long-term was, I want to be Fox afternoons uh, within 10 years. And I was mornings within five. Awesome. So yeah, Fox was always, you know, I grew up here, right? I grew up in Surrey and, um, well, till grade uh, four, grade three, halfway through grade three. But, you know, I, it, it was the station, right? It was the, always the station, even in, even in where I, you know, grew up for grade nine through 21 years old uh, in the Okanagan in Summerland, you know, there's the repeater station. So you can get Fox on cable FM. Right. Mm. So even in, even in Summerland, you know, you go to a house party and it's not magic FM. It's not the Penticton station. It's Fox. It's yeah. rock one Oh one. Right. So even as a kid, like growing up, uh, you know, 15, 16, 17 years old, like Fox was always my station, even though I didn't live here. So yeah, man, cool. like, believe me, when I got that job offer, man, I was fucking over the moon, dude. Yeah. It would have yeah. been probably one of the best days of your life. I'm sure. Eh? Hands down, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wh- when did Fox start putting that moniker on world famous Fox? Uh, would you remember that date uh, and, and who made that decision? Cause it was, mm. Suddenly I started hearing world famous. I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I think it is, but you know, I don't know that it is, but um, uh, I think it was probably around 2010, 12, 2012. 
something like that. It was a couple of years before I got let go for sure. And, you know, to be completely honest and frank, all of the jocks were like, this is stupid. Because we're not world famous. We're not K-Rock in LA. Like that's world famous. Uh, so, and who implemented it? Ah, couldn't tell you, no idea. Uh, but yeah, there was pushback from the jocks right out of the gate, you know, because we're like, you know, we get it. Like, if you want to put it on an ID, a station ID, like a splitter in between songs, go nuts. But if you want me to backsell like 99.3, the Fox world famous C Fox, like, I don't know, man, when you're cool, you don't need to announce it. True. Right. Like, yeah. you don't need to say you're world famous if you're world famous. Yeah. So, yeah, there was some there was some issue. There was some pushback out of the gate. But. I, honestly now i mean it's been seven years i'm annoyed i'm sure they've probably now embraced it and they're yeah we high-fiving in the hall we are world famous like you say it enough you start to believe it i guess but yeah no. I, I don't know yeah it's a it's an interesting thing when you're not world famous like why say you are you're not yeah. they're not no. uh, tell me some. you're gonna tell me somebody in new zealand knows c fox no they don't right true uh after leaving uh c fox um hitting this podcast uh, what has been your favorite interview that you've done at, uh, for the, the Toddcast podcast? Wow, dude. Oh, man. Name I don't know. Three. There's way too many. Like, dude, yeah. I've, I've probably done 700, 800 interviews. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I see that you got about 250 uh, episodes uh, loaded up. I guess on... a week. Yeah. It's amazing, eh? Yeah. So I don't know, man, that's a really tough question. I know there's so many like really good musicians that I've talked to over the years. You know, I've got Zach Wild coming up again. Um, you know, went to Chad Kruger's place, um, hung out with him for about an hour and crashed over at his house and banged on his drums and played some pool and shit. That was pretty, pretty fun. I don't know. It's tough. That's a tough question. Um, you know, I talked to, uh, um, commander hadfield canada's first spacewalker that was that was pretty awesome uh you know i'm a huge fight fan right so i love uh i love talking to uh mma fighters ufc bellator um yeah i don't know that's a tough one man lou temple was a really good really good chat he's an actor that you've seen on like uh tons of the rob zombie films and like uh uh what else he's done some of the uh what's the zombie show again the walking dead he's in that for a bit a couple seasons uh yeah he's a great guy uh yeah i don't know man that's a really tough question holy crap i wish i had the list in front of me to kind of go through but um yeah man too many to too many to mention really i yeah. I, I do love that you do uh, now you touch into music sports and lifestyle entertainment uh it's been great uh i i loved your uh interview with uh, kim coates uh yes. that, was, that was one of the best ones i've ever heard uh you do such a great job you really 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 do such a great job i i love your style i love the way that you know you you engage with the the people and uh you know you, you definitely know how to just entertain by uh, having a conversation it's really great oh that's really nice man i appreciate that yeah kim yeah, there, there's there's another one right uh you know uh, sons of anarchy and like you know he's kim coates is such a he's such a huge star and for him to be and that's one i wish i had assumed but you know for him to be the way that he was so open and you know forthright and 
um yeah there's something about uh there's something about doing podcast interviews as opposed to radio interviews right like podcasts you can kind of go train a thought and you know what are you binge watching and like you know just shit that you wouldn't ask normally like you know if i'm talking to ozzy osbourne at a radio station i'm probably talking to him about the show that's coming up the album that he's releasing and maybe a couple oddball questions well with the podcast i'm like what are you binge watching buddy like what's what's your favorite sport to watch what's your favorite sport to play like are you a gambler you know that kind of shit right like what's have you ever had a near-death story like where you almost died that's stuff i wouldn't generally ask in a radio interview maybe i would now if i went back to radio i might now i've definitely changed the way that i think about entertaining cool that's really cool yeah i'm yeah. glad uh the um the interview you did with allison chains where you just decided to do all canadiana oh yeah uh, yeah that's something that i'll never forget allison chains were always one of my favorite bands and it was really great that you got all four of them together and you were just firing canadian questions to them and uh yeah, yeah they yeah. ended up having a lot of fun it was really cool that was the that was uh deer lake park and that was i was at sea fox then nice. and uh and i remember singing the national anthem <laughs> to like whatever it holds there seven eight thousand people and they're all singing along with me man that's like you know, i just put the hair on my arm just stood up <laughs> like it's yeah. that for me is one of my favorite uh, memories of working at sea fox was was that interview being backstage with them because it was also like i mother earth and uh who else was on that show? It was such I was a, there that day. I, I was there that day. And that it was, was such uh, a, you remember me singing the national anthem? I do. Of course. <laughs> yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah it was such good. a fun day. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. And, and, and I, I have, um, I have had on William Duvall, the new singer, I guess not new fuck. He's been there with him forever now, but, uh, William's been on, it's probably about an hour long chat with him. So if you're a fan of that band, you might want to check that out. Well, yeah, I definitely will. Yeah, uh, I know. I know you said we're a little pressed for time. I I, I just texted. I just texted. I'm good till nine. I got you for fifteen more. Okay, awesome. Great to hear. Uh, okay, do you still have a bucket list of people that you want to talk to? Oh God, yeah, all, all the time, man. Yeah, yeah, all the time. I mean, if I could, you know, I think the 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 biggest one for me would be Jimmy Page. Okay. If I could talk to Jimmy Page, Robert Plant john paul jones you see my just... shirt yeah dude yeah. yeah yeah i see your steroid heaven poster in the behind you yeah uh, led yeah. zeppelin was always my favorite band and i don't think any any artist will ever surpass my love of led zeppelin and and you know what those guys did so yeah uh, have you ever reached out to them and and asked jimmy page uh well, or if for anything have you ever even I attempted mean, yeah i mean i've i've reached out to the record label and been like hey if there's anything you know but it's like they don't tour they don't put music out so it's like you know it's really really hard dude i don't think joe rogan could get a member right so that you know of course like for me it's just all like big big artists is, are always on my list right like if i could talk to paul mccartney how crazy would that be that would be insane uh you know sammy hagar is another one that i would love to talk to i just love that guy's vibe and uh you know diamond dave would be awesome uh 
you know, somebody from Metallica. I have talked to guys from Metallica, but I'm not on my podcast. Um, you know, I did a world album premiere with, with Lars Ulrich. Right. Uh, but, but to try to get them on this podcast, another, another story. Right. And I have tried to get them on, but it's tough, man. Sometimes it's just, you know, it's luck sometimes. And, um, uh persistence you know i'm a, I'm a very like please 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 <laughs> until thank you nice um it. yeah you're also a big sports lover uh you mentioned totally. mma uh, but um tell me who are your sports teams uh obviously being local here you know wow. canucks lions white caps all that kind of thing but yeah. uh do you have uh, other teams uh, in other major sports that you're fans of not really. No. I mean, it, for me, it's the Canucks are number one. Uh, and once the Canucks are not in the running anymore for the cup, I like completely zone out. I'll maybe go to a buddy's place and have a beer and watch a game or whatever, but I couldn't care less who wins. So yeah, it's the Canucks for me are number one, you know, as a kid, I, I liked the Oilers a lot. I liked uh, Wayne Gretzky and uh, I did like the Blackhawks a lot uh, probably because of uh, Tony Esposito uh, but no, you know, now that I'm, you know, I'm almost 50 years old now. Right. So it's like, you know, I support my home teams. I want the lions to win. I want the, I want the white caps to kick ass. I want the Canucks to win the cup before I die. Uh, but yeah, no, not really, you know, more than anything for me, the sports in my life, like I watch the lions, I watch the white caps. I go to the, I go to the games and stuff, but, uh, it's, it's hockey and it's fights. And, and that keeps me happy, man. I, I love fights, you know, cause when I was younger, I, I took some jujitsu and judo lessons and stuff. And, uh, and I just like the art of it. I like that. It's kind of a chess match. Once you get to that point, once you get to those levels of like a Poirier and, uh, Gauthier, uh, Gaethje rather, um, you know, those guys are, those guys are on a different level. Oh, yeah. and, and and they're also at that point of like anybody could win that fight like yeah. I, I just i like that a lot yeah well yeah. we've got ufc 266 coming this weekend oh, yeah a couple of title fights uh really excited oh, yeah. about that i've That's... been in uh, i've been into combat sports my whole entire life and uh mixed martial arts is my favorite sport and uh yeah i just can't get enough of it i Who do you got then i do Vulcan... a sport Volkanovsky or, or Ortega? Oh, no, I think Volkanovsky is going to do it. Yeah. Oh, I really? Think okay. I think he's the, the class of that division. And Ortega's good, but um, no, good. I think Volkanovsky's better. For sure, he so. dismantled the zombie to get to Volkanovsky, Volkanovsky, man. True. Yeah. And how about, how about the, what is it, like 17 years later, they're, they're scrapping again? Diaz and, Diaz and Lawler. Yeah. Lawler, like, amazing, that's yeah. going to be a great, I think that's going to be a fight at night. I think everybody's super excited to see Diaz back. Yeah, it's yeah. been so long. And, you know, he just brings a, a, an entertainment factor that's, you know, plus 10. And, and Lawler is just a brawler. So, you know, yeah, it's going to be a really fun fight. I think that's getting the most press, actually. I think so, too. Yeah. And, and of course, let's not forget there's Shevchenko. Is that her name? Uh, I think it is, right? Yeah. yeah. She's fighting. She's defending the belt. I don't think anybody's taken that from her for a while. No, no. that. There's two elite women in uh, in UFC, uh, Nunes and Shevchenko, and no, nobody seems to be able to no. get anything close to them. So yeah. And then there's Blades, I think, on the first card. It's Blades and uh, who was the other one? I... Rosenstrike. He's facing. So yeah, yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Do you uh, 
do you go out uh, with COVID now? It's a little bit dicey, but do you go out and watch it with buddies or do you go to people's houses or you watch it at your house? I'll go to a buddy's place and watch it. No, I'm still, you know, I'm still pretty hesitant to for going out and shit. Uh, I am double vaxxed. Um, but yeah, no, I'm still, you know, I'm still like testing the waters. You know, I have been out to a couple restaurants. I haven't been in dining. I've always done outdoor stuff. Um, no, I'm definitely, I'm a little gun shy, to be honest. I'm, you know, I, I'm ready for it to, you know, be back to somewhat normal so I can start throwing podcast shows again myself. And, uh, but no, I, I'm not going out to bars to watch that. I'm just going to head to a buddy's place, bring a six pack and, you know, grab an Uber and light it up a bit. <laughs> nice. Uh, did, uh, did COVID almost kill the podcast uh, because of sponsorship? A lot of companies yeah. tighten their purse strings. Uh, yeah. Did it come close to yeah. saying yeah, could make it? Yep. Yeah, really close. Yeah, I, I probably lost, uh, you know, conservatively. Let's say that everybody that jumped off because there was a ton in April of 2020. Like I lost like five sponsors, I think. Wow. But let's say that they all stayed on from then. I probably I've probably lost about 55, 60,000 bucks in the last year and a half. Wow. So, you know, thankfully, you know, without BCIT, I would have been scrambling mm. and I probably would have been a little bit more hungry to find more sponsors and stuff. But yeah, man, I, it was really close. Like I, I thought, well, okay, how much money? Cause I'm still making, it's good money. Now I'm back to, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, but you know, at that point I was like, how much money do I need to make in order to keep this thing rolling because of how much time i spend on it it's taken away from hanging with my wife and my kids and all that right so i had to be really aware of like how much time is too much time to spend on this for the amount of money that's rolling in and it came really really close wow um but yeah thankfully i've got on a few more sponsors in the last six eight months and looks like i'm probably going to get on another sponsor here in the next little while i talked to cap it um oh. and they're probably jumping on um i probably am i don't want to be too premature here but i'm probably going to jump back into the roxy and start doing some shows there i've talked to them uh maybe the railway once they're you know once they're able to get full capacity again i'm not sure i mean yeah but i was really close man yeah it was really close for me saying you know what it's just i'm not making enough money maybe not completely stopping it. Maybe just like, oh, I'm just going to pause it until, but yeah, COVID oh. kicked the crap out of me, dude. Brutal. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was worried about a lot of people in your situation and yeah, I thought it was going to be tough. So. I'm oh dude, there, there were so that. many people had it way worse than me. Thankfully I still had the full-time job, but yeah, man, like rough. How did rough. the BCIT thing come? How did that uh, come about? Well, they, they uh, maybe about into my, between year two and three uh they reached out to me and said hey uh any chance you'd want to come in and be one of the instructors and kind of just you know be a presence and mentor and and mark assignments and you know just cool. you know help the 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 up-and-comers and I, and i was like no i'm just yeah. too busy right and they're like whoa okay well that's not what we were expecting to hear right and i was like well i'm just honestly i'm just too busy like i'm podcast is keeping me crazy i've got a bunch of events that i host and you know all that stuff is crazy and they're like well is there 
any way you can kind of just meet with us and have a coffee and maybe we can work something out. And I was like, okay, cool. I can do that. Like always take meetings. Like you never know what's going to come from these meetings. Like, Cause I could have just said, you know what? I'm just too busy. Don't worry about it. So I went there and I said, you know, I'm just too busy. I appreciate the offer and the interest. It's really humbling to be honest, but I'm just too busy. And they're like, well, what would need to happen for you to do it? Nice. And I said, well, if I, you know, if I'm done my work with BCIT marking assignments or having one-on-one sessions with students or whatever, I can't just be idly sitting by. Like I need to be able to work on my podcast and like my website and like all that stuff. Right. And they were like, if that's all it takes is that is you're able to work on your podcast at BCIT, like you're hired. <laughs> and that, so it's two days a week on year one. Um, end of year one they're like any chance you can come three days a week and i was like like sure same rules i still got to be able to do my podcast like yep end of year two they're like any chance you can come full time in year three and i was like yep and then now this is my fourth year full time wow wow that's great good for you yeah yeah thanks man that's that's awesome yeah uh it must be must be great to see the up-and-comers and and, oh totally being able to mentor them and you know Uh, give them your background and experience and yeah that must be just super rewarding yeah it's pretty cool i you know the only thing i don't like about it is the is the students that kind of skate by and do the bare minimum you know from a guy that's like a grinder right like i i hustle man i hurry hard i'm grinding in the corners all the time right so uh that's the only thing i don't like is the the ones that just you know like it's 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 an assignment that you need to hand in two podcasts each of them have to have an interview well, they hand in one with no interview. I was like, well, yeah. fuck, man, you lose your job if you do that in the industry. Like, you can't do that in industry. So why are we accepting it at BCIT? So right. that's the only thing I don't like, um, which thankfully is not very many students, 10%. Good. Yeah. Uh, the Olympics came here to Vancouver in 2010. Yeah. One of the best months of my life. Yeah, that's cool. Did you enjoy the Olympics when they came here? Dude, it was, I mean, do you remember where I broadcasted from? I don't. I was broadcasting the entire time from the Irish house. Nice. Wow. So it yeah. was very yeah, that's drunk. The one on, that's one on uh, Nelson and, and Granville there, right? Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. Right. Okay. Right by the, uh, the penthouse there. Yeah. Right behind and, the penthouse. And that yeah. And uh, it it was just insane. So I, you know, that's where I did my show from every single day during the Olympics. Right. So it was, uh, yeah, man, I thought those are those are memories I'll never forget, man. Like those were crazy memories. Like, you know, yeah. uh, Olympians coming through, we had the flame coming through inside, holding the flame and shit. It was so cool, right? So, yeah, yeah again, another another big highlight from for me in, in radio for sure. Loved it. Yeah. I didn't go to any of the events though. Did you? Yeah, I went to so many. It was crazy. I gotta really? tell you story. Yeah, I'll tell you. When we have more time, I'll tell you the story of, of my Olympic experience. It was incredible. Yeah, I had a wow. media pass and I went to everything and wow, time of my life. Yeah, it was really phenomenal. I don't, I don't think I slept for like a month and then I, I just got so sick the day after the Olympics because I just wore myself right down. But it was, it was a time of my life. It was so fun. Yeah, yeah. such an awesome time in the city, huh? Yeah, yeah, I. I went to that Irish house on a few occasions. Uh, so maybe you were broadcasting before or after whenever I was there, but um, yeah, yeah. What, what a time. Uh, yeah. I saw that you uh, uh, you had an Olympian 
on the race walker uh, yeah. from Richmond. Yeah. You yeah. did you watch the do you watch the Olympics every year? Are you oh yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, when I when they were, they were talking about how he is from Richmond, uh, Evan Dunphy is his name. He placed third, so he got the uh the bronze medal. Uh, and as they're talking, I was like, man, what do I, rec I recognize that guy. Right. So I jump on, on Twitter and followed him and shot him a, Hey, I'm sure you probably want to see this, but like any chance you want to jump on. And he wrote back saying, Holy crap. I know you from C Fox. Hell yeah. I'll, I'll jump on. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, man, I, I'm all about that summer and winter. Of course, I like the winter Olympics better, right. Cause hockey yeah. and, and I love those long jumps, the crazy, you know, losing and shit like that. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I love that stuff. I, I, every every summer Olympics, every winter Olympics, I'm glued, man. I love that stuff. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, um, I see that it's nine o'clock. Uh, I, I am. I I I would love to do this for hours and hours and hours, and <laughs> you and I could have uh, you know conversations more and more and more about everything. But yeah, uh, I really appreciate your time tonight. This was phenomenal. Uh, I want to do it again, you know, someday soon. Uh, yeah tons more to talk about and um yeah I, I i love your podcast i miss you like crazy during the afternoon and that six to seven rock report slot uh you know that life is just not the same since you left but uh, i'm glad to be able to still hear you doing the podcast and uh I, yeah thanks so much for your time tonight this was you, fun you're too kind man i'm blushing you see that i'm blushing here <laughs> right on darren i'll uh I'll, uh, I'll see you soon. I'm sure. So shoot me an email and we can do this again for sure. Okay. Sounds great. Thanks okay, a lot, bud. Todd. All Take right, man. Care. Have a good night. Good to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Good to talk to you. All right. Okay. Take care. Yeah, Bye. you too. Okay. Wow. What a great guest. What a fantastic podcast as usual. Uh, really appreciate uh, you tuning in and really appreciate the support of our partners and sponsors. Anchor has been a great partner and sponsor for Complete Sports Media from the beginning. They've been great at posting on multiple podcast platforms, and they call themselves the easiest place to make a podcast. So just go to anchor.fm and follow the details. Verbero, the hockey equipment and apparel company, they're an industry leader in technology, performance, and value. And the V350 stick is a must-have for anybody in the hockey world. Pampas and Possibilities, they design and sell dried florals to floral arrangements and installations. Their designers have handmade, curated pretty things with West Coast vibes at very reasonable prices. And last but not least, Forever Living. This is the Aloe Vera Company. They grow and manufacture aloe vera-based products for health and beauty. Thank you so much for all your support. And thank you for, to our listeners and our viewers. Appreciate it as always. Take care of yourself and we'll see you again soon. Bye for now.